everyone, and welcome to My Gorgeous Son, a show that I host with my gorgeous son, Andy Bush. In every episode, we try and figure out a way to get his, I'm not going to say miserable, but struggling life back on track. And I'm his dad named Rolly Bush. How are you doing today, Andy? Uh, I'm, I'm actually good today. You feeling good? Yes. You I'm look feeling, all right. Yeah, thanks. I'm feeling fine. You got a haircut? Got a haircut. Uh, it does wonders. Yeah. That, that good did wonders for the old self-esteem, huh? The self-esteem. I feel, I feel quite nice. Yesterday was a very nice day. Walked around. Oh, you had a lot of walk. Yeah. Who'd you see? Um, I, well, who did I see? I went and checked out pianos, so I saw a very nice, uh, nice lady who showed me some pianos. I saw some nice, um, salespeople. Yeah. I mean, I didn't really nice, talk to friends. Not a friend day. No, it was a friend day. It was, well, I did talk to people. I just didn't, I didn't go around and actually speak to anyone that I know. Yeah. But I did have some conversations because I just felt in, like, in a good mood. Usually I don't really talk to people, so. Sure. Yeah. You felt all perked up. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. You don't miss, do you miss friends? What do you mean, do I miss friends? I know, well, you know, you're living in Toronto now. You yeah. used to live in Halifax. You got all your friends back there. I, I know really, you. Yeah. I know I, you. I'm your dad. Well, I, I know. I know dad. I didn't really necessarily have friends in, in, in Halifax either. What are you it's talking just, about? Yeah, all those friends. When you get older, the friends start to kind of go away. Oh. You know what I mean? Is it because they're getting married and stuff? Yeah, they get married. They have kids. You're the and last then, one standing. Uh, yeah, I'm, I kind of missed the boat on that. Yeah. Single man. Single single man. And it's not so bad. On days you get a nice haircut, you walk around, you talk to nice salespeople. Yeah. Yeah, take that, friends who have families and careers. Andy's got a haircut and some nice casual conversations with complete strangers. That's nice. Honestly, you know, if I had a wife and a kid, I wouldn't be able to go around testing pianos at Long and McQuay. Yeah, that's right. All your time would be taken up. Yeah, taken up dealing with the children. That's and right. The, and the wife. The children. You said the wife and kid, but then you said the children. Yeah. Now I know how you feel about women showing your cards. One of the children, Andy. What do you mean? Your wife would just be one of the children in your mind, That's, eh, Andy? Nope. There's someone to take care of, eh? You little burgeoning sexist, eh? Andy's a men's rights activist now. That's not true, Dad. Yes, it is. That I is not that. true. Yes, it is. I heard you practicing your speech in your room last night. What did I say? All right, ladies and gentlemen, you know, thanks for having me. First things first, um, where's our international day, men? You know, there's a lot of that. Th- where am I? Thanks for having me. What am I doing? Stand up? I don't know. You're practicing a speech. Wait, for whom? To a men's rights group. Oh, so they've, they've invited I me. Saw, I heard you going over statistics about mm-hmm. uh, male um, uh, custody. <laughs> and uh, yeah, you were really like digging in. Yeah, Andy's, Andy's become a creep now. You creep now, Andy. I'm not a creep, uh, Dad. Sorry, this yeah, I, we came. We went from having a really nice, me having a nice day, walking around t- in the sun, yeah. getting a haircut, to me being a men's rights activist. I know, I know. It's a how do they go there? It's a slippery slope, ladies and gentlemen. But that's nice. Who cut your hair? Uh, I went to the Republic of Hair. Oh, you, oh, you traveled all the way there, huh? Yeah, <laughs> they got yeah. their own laws, or <laughs> how'd you get there by boat? Yeah, I had to get my passport. Re- you need your passport, huh? Yeah. What, uh, what the hell's the Republic of Hair? The Republic of Hair is on Bloor and uh, Spadina. It's a really nice place. Uh, a, a nice lady cut my hair. She's from Britain. She just moved here. So that mm. was that was nice. I was a little nervous because yeah. she just moved here. And yeah. I wasn't sure if she had just taken up haircutting once she got to Canada and, and kind of like, you know, lied her way into the job. What and were you I, worried about? I was just worried that she wasn't a professional. <laughs> what? I was just worried she wasn't a professional. I was trying to quiz her. 
on, on like her previous experience. You thought this was like an under the table. Oh, sure. I've cut hair before kind of game. Yeah. I thought she just used her kind of like she was. I mean, there's no way to check on that kind of stuff. Right. You are a man racked with neuroses. That is such a strange when she's fear. She's taking care of my hair. I get nervous about it. I just asked a couple questions about you know when she started or where she worked uh, in in London. I don't know. What's, I mean, the, what's the worst case scenario in your mind if if she's if a she, bad haircut and she's she lied. She 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 got her way in and she like is making money off. She of lied. What's that? Is that me? That's you being like Seinfeld. I think that's not. I got me. a bad haircut. She lied, Kramer. That's the shittiest Seinfeld episode I've ever heard. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. That's a good one. George comes in. Well, she's a haircut liar. She's a haircut liar. She lies about haircuts. She's a like Jerry. Yeah, that's that's George. Yeah. She lies. That's a... She lies. She lies, Jerry. Jerry. She's a bad haircut giver. Who knew? I didn't know. Then Elaine comes in. She goes like this. Well... She's a bad haircut guy. You know, they all do the same yeah, thing. Yeah, they all do this. They all do the same cadence for sure. Kramer falls over himself trying to borrow shoelaces from Jerry's boots. Jerry, I, I want to work on a new breed of shoelace, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. We've all seen the show. Mm-hmm. Well, that's great, Andy. You're looking good. You're feeling fresh. I'm feeling fantastic, Dad. Thank I'm you. I'm sorry I cast aspersions on your men's rights behavior. I want you to do what feels not comfortable. That's not true, ladies and gentlemen. I do not. I am not a men's rights activist. Just With to be us. clear, this is not a men's rights kind of show, right? I didn't. I didn't really know what that, no, that's ever, what I was getting that, into. That cheery voice that you heard is our intern, Everardo. How Hello. are you, Everardo? I'm I'm great. Uh, doing, I'm happy to be here. Happy to learn. Uh, thanks for having me here, no, Mr. No, B. Thank you for doing it. Um, and, uh, for those who aren't aware, I uh, I I uh, hired quote unquote with no money involved, Everardo from the Ryerson podcast program. Uh, Ryerson, come on by. We, you know, and we'll we'll throw you in a class. Great motto for a great school. Love that place. I'm in my sixth semester. You're doing. You're killing it, Everardo. So not, not sure why you why you brought him brought him here, Dad. Well, just kind of to help out and uh, basically intern and right. learn the ropes from uh, one of the you know one of the greats, Mr. Bush. Yeah, one of the one of the future all time greats in the podcast game. Well, we're happy to have you. And honestly, Everardo, you've already, you're already like, it's already so nice to have you as part of the family. Um, it's great to have you around. I love being here. You're like the son I never had. Oh, and he's mad. He's yeah, it looks like, yeah. Thing can, you tell, can you tell by the expression he's on my steamed. face that I'm so hurt by his that? His new haircut is flying off his head. Yeah. With anger. <laughs> Everardo, um, what's your favorite haircut you've ever got? My favorite haircut. I have honestly. I haven't had a good haircut in probably two years. Uh, what are you talking about? Now I, I had an okay one last week. It your kind haircut of looked. Your hair is like beautiful. Now beautiful it, it kind of grew into this. Rich but when I hair. first got yeah. it, it was very short. I started going to this um, place. It's a cheap haircut place in uh, Kensington Market here in Toronto. It's ten bucks for a haircut. Shout out! Shout out to the market. <laughs> But, Shout out to my Jamaicans. Shout ooh. out to my uh, uh, fishmongers. Yeah, okay. Shout out to my very, cafes. very smelly um, thrift store owners. Um, shout out to... Hipsters? 
Sure, Andy. Shout out to hipsters. What do you mean, sure, Andy? Shout out to hipsters. And, everywhere. Uh, Andy. Oh, Andy's got such a shout bone to, to pick with hipsters. Shout out to gentrification. Andy. Gentrification. Sure, we sure Andy. That out there. Sure. Take, take up the social justice stance now, Andy. <laughs> Andy, describe a hipster in your experience. What is a hipster? Someone who wears plaid and talks and, and, <laughs> you know, and, and talks, a lot about, uh, talks a lot about what? eating local sourced food and things like that. Eating local sourced food. Yeah. And you, there's nothing wrong with that. I'm just saying there's a lot of talk. In, in the hipster world is that, that really and that's... they talk about vinyl they go and get vinyl oh, all the sure, time sure. Like, getting you vinyl. Know, vinyl sounds better than mp3s and whatever I don't yeah know. Andy hates that stuff you yeah. hate all of that stuff don't you I'm not the biggest fan I lived in Kensington Market for two years actually you just did like huh? at the, at, oh, I was nice. the tip of the spear of the gentrification yeah but you had a bad experience just because you had a bad place you also had a raccoon in there, yes, didn't you, I, one yeah, time? Well, that that's was because cute. I fed squirrels because I was lonely so I'd let <laughs> squirrels come in and have them have them chat with me what the hell are you talking about? You're feeding squirrels in your house? Yes. Well, the, I listen, can't listen, tell. Let me I can't finish. tell what you're. Okay, it's, but it's true. It's true. And then I'm gonna just slam so you just, when it's all done. Yeah, this, so you tell the whole story. Listen. Yeah. The, my my small room. Yeah. Opened up to a forty by forty foot roof. It was gorgeous. I could see all of Toronto, but. It was very hot, so I kept the door open because it was in the mm. summer, and sometimes a little, uh, you know, a little squirrel would come around, and it was nice because I was on my computer and I was, you know, I was kind of lonely. Sure. So I started to uh, put little, uh, you know, peanuts on mm. the on the door, like the, the the windowsill and around the door, and then he'd come, he'd get closer and closer, so then he would just hang out even when I wasn't feeding him. Sounds like you're kind of like a Sleeping Beauty, <laughs> kind of like playing with the woodland creatures. Situation yeah, like a Snow White, you know, sort of Snow White, Sleeping Beauty. Because I went to one day, I woke up. They didn't up. help you dress in the morning. No, there was no help. Pretty funny. <laughs> you like that one. Yeah, I love yeah. that one. Well, yeah. I'm not even gonna finish. It. I'm not finishing my. No, story. finish your story, you I woke baby. up in the morning and there was a family of raccoons in my room, and my room is only you know it was only like I don't know seven by seven feet, so the 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 bed was very close to the door. And the, they were they were rummaging around eating my peanuts that I had saved up for the, the squirrel. My peanuts, the peanuts yeah. you had saved up for eating winter. My peanuts. So listen, <laughs> I don't know if you've ever been that what, close. What to, voice was that? What? Listen, eating my peanuts. What am I supposed to say? What is that some down home way of talking about? They were eating my peanuts. The peanuts that I had under my bed. Yeah, I know the content. Saved for the squirrel. Saved for the squirrel. You don't know that lead belly song, eating my. Penis. Yeah, that's good. It's like Lead Belly, you old blues you know, man. Lead belly. I don't know. He's like belly. a blues man. I guess you can only get it on vinyl, Andy. Oh, he's yeah, gonna blow his top. I'm, I'm really not because I'm not. I'm just slowly trying to finish this story that I thought was quite good. I'm sorry. You I'm keep sorry. Interrupting with you're right. My peanut. I mean, anyway. you're the one who said my peanuts. What? That was not. A, people listening at home did not stop as I was telling the story. Wait, wait what did he say? No, they were like, wait, what? They were probably like this. I'll let him get a pass. I'll, take, I'll give him a pass on they that. They didn't even notice. But here, ladies and gentlemen, I'm like the Howard Stern of my own house. I don't give you a pass. I sniff a little down, sorry, sorry, down Dan, home sorry. affectation. I'm coming for yeah, you. I changed the Y to an A. I, I apologize. Yeah, so, my peanuts. I was eating my peanuts. I want to make a t-shirt that says, <laughs> took my peanuts. For, I mean, seriously. this is Andy on a porch with a banjo. <laughs> you know... We've the story is done now. There was no. there was a family of raccoons no. in my room. What were they doing? They were eating the peanuts, peanuts that I had saved. They were eating my peanuts. No, 
They were eating the peanuts I saved for the squirrel, uh-huh. and it was a mother and two two babies. And I tried to shoo her, but she gave me this look like, "Are we really doing this?" Yeah. And then I was I was so afraid, but also embarrassed that I was afraid of a raccoon. So I just decided that it was cute, and then I just kind of leaned on my bed and watched them as they rummaged through my room and ate everything that I. They went through the garbage and. They ripped open some bags that I had. And what just, the hell? Yeah, I couldn't get... I, I was stuck. I couldn't get them to go. I was but, like... But you just sat there watching. What am I going to do? I'm not going to fucking fight this raccoon. You didn't like want to call like animal control? I had, no, I had no phone around me. Like I was cornered in my bed by the, a, a giant uh, mother raccoon and their two babies. And that's when you moved. Oh, a mother no, raccoon. Absolutely eh? not. It was a mother raccoon. A female raccoon. Yeah. And that was the day Andy became a men's rights activist. <laughs> Cornered in his own room Absolutely. by a female raccoon. Well, that's a nice story, Andy. It really does make you seem like a nice little, um, like a nice Disney character. Yeah. L- like a Snow White type. But like your sidekick. Do you want to know what happened to the squirrel? It drowned in a bucket the next day. No. <laughs> that's why it didn't come Why around. are you saying this with a big grin on your face? <laughs> I just think it's kind of a fun little, uh, you know. You think that's fun? <laughs> that's a fun denouement. Yeah. The squirrel, the squirrel is a coda. The squirrel was like, uh, what I came, a I came pitch next black day. genre you're working within. <laughs> and there was the squirrel was dead. It, it got caught in a paint bucket, and there was a little bit of water in there because of the wow. rain, and then it was dead. So this is like a Canadian film you're, you're talking about. <laughs> you're describing the de- the fun denouement to a Canadian film. I'm just trying to show you that I'm not a Disney character, man. Life is real. Oh, Andy's life is real. I was incredibly depressed after that. Like, I mean, the, the squirrel that I fed, I felt responsible mm-hmm. because he was probably coming over to get some peanuts and he tripped and fell in the bucket, couldn't get out. Yeah. And died. Yeah. So, anyway. Well, you're trying out a new emotion towards this story now. Now you're trying uh, sadness or grievance or whatever. I was before I you was were in a shit eating grin. Oh, the the squirrel! I'm died. I'm smiling because it's I'm showing you yeah. that it's not a Disney story. Sure. Oh my god. Sure. Yeah. Whatever. I'm a psychopath. Fine. And he's a psycho. <laughs> yeah. I heard it here first. Off. I was no. Excited. And yeah. Don't say that. For sure. Now I always like to bring on a guest. There's someone who can inspire Andy, who can give him advice, who we can talk to and find out how they made it. And this episode is so exciting because we have the one and only Neil deGrasse Tyson of science fame here in the kitchen. Come on in, Neil. Neil deGrasse Tyson. Thank you you so much. Can you you hear me? Can I be heard? Yes, Neil. I think you're coming through loud and clear. How's, How's he doing, Stefan? How can that be, you ask? Because someone named Michael Faraday lived an electric life, and he willed the electron to do our bidding. Hello. Thanks for having me. Thank wow. You. Thank that you was so right out of the gate. He came out. Thank you so much for having me. How did you get Neil deGrasse Tyson? I honestly went on Twitter, and I asked if he'd swing by, and uh, he said, yeah. Absolutely. Look, I'm, I always relish an opportunity to get on a jet aircraft. And why is that, Neil? It's the marvel of the modern age that we get to sit in a tube in the sky generated by lift with wings. So rudimentary, yet so complex. And here I am with you today. Oh my God, you are incredibly Neil deGrasse Tyson. You actually, yeah, that's amazing. Can I inter- I have a bit of a question about airplanes. Please, please. Oh yeah, sure. Take it where How you come want it. everyone always orders... Tomato juice on an airplane. Oh I've never God. seen anyone. I've never <laughs> seen anyone else have tomato hey, juice Andy, on Earth. Andy, let Everardo do his thing. He's learning. 
He's learning. I just was What? on a pl uh, plane recently. Mm -hmm. um, oh my god! And I noticed everyone ha is ordering tomato Now, juice. Everard, and what is it? Maybe it's something in the air pressure that makes it taste good. In addition to being an intern on our podcast, you are a burgeoning stand-up comedian <laughs> on the local open mic scene. Yeah, I'm gonna try. I this feel later like you're tonight, testing uh, material, but I'm okay with that. Neil, so what, what is the deal with tomato juice? Yeah, what's well, the, to use Everardo's famous cadence and uh, quote? What is the deal? What is the deal? Okay, well. With, uh, Let me just say that I, I am an expert in uh, physics and things like this, um, so I don't actually have a scientific explanation. I do have an ec economical one. Economical? Mm. Um, I believe, uh, have you ever flown business? No. That's the reason. Uh, oh. Drinks and food that are served in the economy or coach are less uh, palatable. Uh, mm. Tomato juice is actually a good across the classes. Um, oh. This is why in first class or business, they serve champagne and sometimes rare animals. Wow. Tomato juice is the best uh, uh, that you could, that's available in Coach or Economy. Okay. Oh. Yeah. So rich people drink all that. Whereas orange juice, stuff. I mean, look, I've seen them make it in the airport. It's not... Uh, they make the orange juice around. in the airport? You've the seen this? Juice. I've seen this. Well, they let me behind the scenes of a lot of things so I can study them. Really? Wow. You get a lot of like, like exclusive access to, that's to right. other places. That's right. And yeah. you found this orange juice making process rather gross. And it's not even just orange juice. It's milk. Chocolate milk especially. Wait, you, you're saying they make milk in the airport, Neil deGrasse Tyson? Well, maybe not at the airport, but at a facility where they dispense it to airlines. And let me just say, Andrew, um, yes. I'm very floored with the story of how you came to have these raccoons in your apartment. You say you saved the nuts for the squirrels. You understand that squirrels already do this. Uh, yeah, I know, but if... if well you, spotted, Neil. It is, it's, it's very true. The, the, What are the, you doing? That's like washing your car when it is raining. The, the, the issue is the squirrel would come to my place because I would have the nuts. If I didn't have the nuts, the squirrel would you know, get them elsewhere, like in nature. But, That's right. Yeah. The way nature intended. I absolutely agree. From I, the lowliest tardigrade. All the way up to the mightiest tardigrade. So, Neil, <laughs> Neil, using your scientific expertise, would you say that the end result of this squirrel ending up drowned in the bucket is Andy's fault? Absolutely. Um, also, you should have had... I see your phone sitting here. In the story, you said you did not have a phone. Did this story take place at the turn of the century? Oh, Neil's well, coming out swinging. The, wow. Neil, the thing is, I didn't have the phone with me. I, I didn't sleep with my phone. I don't like sleeping with my don't phone. Don't get because, defensive. I'm here to help. But I'm, but I'm saying, well, actually, I have a question about this. Oh. Sleeping with your phone, oh. I mean... You know, doesn't that kind of like the, the, the you know, the, the energy waves and whatnot hitting your brain? Like, I mean, I like to keep it far away from me when I'm in bed. You know, a few feet or meters will do, mm -hmm. you know. And uh, exactly. And furthermore, I sleep with my wife. Yeah. Uh, oh, yes. I don't sleep I, yeah, with I, my phone. I sleep with my wife. Well, exactly. And I oh. didn't sleep. I didn't. Must be nice. I, yeah. That, Neil, I think <laughs> we might have some available spots on the local open mic scene <laughs> if, you're, if you're looking to crack that. It's yeah, the truth. When Andy says a phrase like energy waves coming from his phone at night, mm. do you accept this term, energy waves? Uh, I suppose that's how a layman would approach it. This is just mere radiation sent off by your phone to collect other forms of radiation a cell tower or a Wi-Fi device. If we wore special glasses, we'd be able to see this light. Uh, really? Yes. So It's light. See, yeah. What kind of special glasses? Uh, infrared or anything that could see the uh, electromagnetic spectrum on both ends of the visible spectrum. 
What's a, what, what's Bluetooth? What what's the uh, what what energy is that? Do you, well, I have a sweet tooth, so oh no, wow. so many. Wow. He's so, got another one. Oh, he's cramming oh. Werther's originals just as to tag that joke. It's a visual bit, but he's cramming them. Still works. All these zitters. Hey, uh, Neil. Um. Uh, Thanks no, for I'm having good. me, by the way. Thank you very much for having me. It's oh, you're very welcome. I love Toronto. Love it. Is this your first time here? You've been here before? I've been here before. Um, I actually did the original measuring of the CN Tower. I gave that figure. Uh, you did? I gave the original figure of the measure. I did it all by myself. That's how they... Buildings... You must have been so young. I was a young man, yes. Yeah. yeah. So why, why did they need you to... They needed an independent party? Well, to... you know, Carl Sagan was busy at the time, and he was a mentor of mine. And uh, they wanted Carl Sagan to do it, but then they said, you know, we'll get the second best guy. Of course, Carl Sagan at the time was doing Cosmos, the original Cosmos. So how old would you have been when you did this? Well, you know, I like to think that I'm ageless, just like the sun and the stars and the... Planet beneath our feet, but, which is so outside of what stuff. you like to believe. What's the truth? <laughs> um, I, I, I'd say that I'm in my fifties somewhere. You say <laughs> you just somewhere, and also a man renowned for scientific accuracy <laughs> refuses to pinpoint the date of his own birth because it's a, it's immaterial. Um, we can only guess at the age of the planet, some 4.5 billion years. Yeah, but we don't cannot only guess at the age of our actual selves. We have birth certificates. This is true, but 50 or 100 years means nothing against the eons of Father Time. It does in terms of if you were 100 years old, you'd be probably dead. There are plenty of people who live beyond 100. Yeah, like me. a small fraction, Neil. Excuse me. You're right, you're right. You're <laughs> oh right. You're, you're oh right. my god, you just <laughs> rolled up your sleeves for a second. Yeah. <laughs> I got the eye of the Neil. Just here to help your son, thanks for having me. Well, that's so, well, you know what? Let's get right into it. Sure. You are such an inspiring figure in your field. Andy is, you know, he's a, he's a director, he's, oh. a, he's done comedy, he's oh. written, he's edited... And yet he's at a place in his life, mm. career-wise and life-wise, where he's struggling a bit. And he's sort That's, of, he's getting a little bit long in the tooth. Know, this, this is the part that I don't, like, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not necessarily struggling. I'm, you know, it's nice to be home with my father. You know, he's getting long in the tooth, as they say. He's, I he's said that a distant. second ago, as they say. <laughs> what? Did you say that? I said it about you. <laughs> I mean, I just kind of picked it up. <laughs> yeah, we, have, we, have, we kind of like talk the same because we're We late. talk the same. You copy me. We talk the same. So, as they say, he's, you know, he's not going to be around for a long time. So, I just wanted to be close to him. It has nothing to do with my career okay, necessarily. so, all right. So, in terms of, and he's not at a crisis, Neil, what would you say to someone whose maybe career has stalled out? What did you do in your situation? Did you ever have a point where you were like, this isn't working the way I thought, and you had to do something about that? Absolutely. Look, um, I'm currently director of research at the Hayden Planetarium in New York City, and I wasn't always that. I had to persevere and really dig deep and figure out what passions lay inside my, uh, if you want to call it DNA, and you know, set those ablaze and uh, set out on my path. What speaks to you, Andrew? Uh, you're a director, yes? Mm -hmm, yeah. Um, well, I, let me see. I don't really know that much about films. I just know that uh, I love that Superman movie. I love those. Can you do something like that? Do a Superman movie? Yeah, why not? You're saying direct like a superhero movie, Neil? Yeah, but specifically Superman. Because the physics in Superman, here we have a being born on a planet orbiting a red star. 
The red star of Krypton gave him his radiation, which then, when he came to the yellow star of Earth, allowed him to defy gravity the and yellow shoot star lasers of Earth. out of it. That's right, well, the yellow star of Earth, a main sequence star. The star is white, right? It's technically white, but the yellow, it comes through our atmosphere. atmosphere yeah. That's right. Uh, yeah. See, there, there's something. There. Maybe well, you could, maybe Andy could be a scientist. Well, that's what I'm saying. You can incorporate some of what I know into your motion pictures or television series. Well, the thing is, Neil. And uh, make them more palatable uh, to someone like me. Well, it sounds fascinating, but, you know, something like a superhero movie costs immense amounts of money. And I, I, it's, it, I just mm. don't have that. So I don't really know. Okay. Not to be negative. I just, you know. I'm, You're I'm asking not exactly... me to produce. All executive produce. Well, not, oh my God! Wow. Is, is my son going to direct a movie produced by Neil deGrasse Tyson? It's an Neil, exclusive. What movie do you want? Would you want to make? What Ooh, movie would this be? Let me see here. I've always wanted a movie about um, the impending doom of the oceans rising because of climate change and the runaway greenhouse effect. I feel like they've done that. Are we talking about the day after yeah, tomorrow, the day after Neil? Oh. Okay, well, maybe there's no extreme weather, and we just see the aftermath where it's just water everywhere. Oh, like a water yeah, world. Yeah. Oh. Talk about the movie Water World oh. with Kevin Costner. This has been made, you're saying? Both of these films have been made, yes, Neil. Oh. Well, let me just say that it's part of my waking nightmare every day that our Earth will one day undergo these changes. You're saying filmmakers have already tackled these issues, and yet we still don't reverse the CO2 emissions? Oh, I guess not. No, I mean, it's, I mean, it's a little more sensational, though. These movies. So you that's right. The day after tomorrow, didn't the Ultimate Enemy end up being like wolves? <laughs> yeah, I think it was something ridiculous. Wasn't yeah, it like ice wolves? Or like, something. Yeah, they were like the weather's bad, and then probably someone executive was like, "Yeah, but is there any way we could make the weather a bit more concrete? Make the threat more concrete?" And yeah. they're like, I don't know what if it was like wolves, like powerful wolves. <laughs> well, let me ask you something, cool. Andrew. What fascinates you about our natural environment, the stars, the sky, the oceans, and the rivers and the lakes and some such? Yes, everything. <laughs> Don't what, forget you grass. Mean, what picks one of those things? Yeah. Or what just, fascinates you? I want to explore. Just as a sidebar, I really love how Neil is so precise sometimes. That he just <laughs> really allows himself to sort of fall apart at the end of his sentences. What, what fascinates you, Andy? About the physical what, world. You mean about, about the, the physical, physical world? world? Let's get you inspired for your next movie. That's, this is well, it. that's the thing, I guess. The real issue is that I'm, I don't feel inspired. I feel very Let's cynical. Get you inspired, about, like Neil about, said. like, you know, everything in life and, and all of that. I feel like it's all been done before. But what so, about this know. natural world stuff, Andy? What's your favorite well, part of the natural world? Well, you know, I mean, I guess I, I really enjoy... Uh, Sure, the stars, I guess. Oh. The ocean. That's something I really enjoy. Well, then I invite, yeah, the ocean. To, I invite you to, on a daily basis, step into your very own ship of the imagination and make sure to pack a lunch of the imagination and snowshoes of the imagination. Uh, why, what why, the why, hell why, is why going on? I, I'm starting to regret asking Neil deGrasse Tyson. I can see to why he this. was so readily available. <laughs> well, no, there's a point to all of this. I'm actually I'm realizing that. The Neil deGrasse Tyson I wrote spelled his name N-E-A-L. I don't know if this is the same guy. Well, look, um, it's like a Santa Claus thing. We work together to read so many Wait, so letters from children. Wait, are, are you, you admitting that you're not the real Neil deGrasse Tyson? No, you and, have to and promise. And what is your interpretation of Santa Claus? Those are two questions that I need answers to. I'll answer the first by saying I'll plead the fifth. <laughs> All right, that's, a, that's the an second. admission of guilt. And I'll answer the second. So easy to say I am the real one. I'll, I'll plead, answer the second by I'll saying... I'll plead the fifth. I'm not Neil deGrasse Tyson, and you can't know my real age. 
Okay, yeah, tell me the second one. Yeah, what's the second one about Santa Claus? Santa Claus, the way it works is we see him in malls all across America, and indeed Canada. You're a crazy person <laughs> who's pretending to be a scientist. Yeah, also, yeah, it's very yeah, yeah. clear that you're this not This is a great 50s. theory. This is a terrific theory <laughs> that is abided by old. by children the North America over. That all of those mall Santas answer to a super Santa. This is not mm. true. This Neil. is the truth. There's no your Santa. children and your children's children, as they will for eight eons until the sun explodes in five billion years, will write to their local Santas, who then report to a super unseen Santa. Neil. Neil. Wow. Your parents gave you your gifts at Christmas when you were growing up. I'm telling you this. There was no Santa. Do you remember going to see a mall Santa? Absolutely. This see, this is a man who gets hired for a couple months a year, maybe a month, to pretend to be Santa. It's a costume and a fake beard. Just because the sun goes away at night doesn't mean it ceases to exist. No, this is the so this is sort of the opposite of that. This is just because a man dresses up like Santa doesn't mean that he ex- Santa exists. There's no Santa, Neil. So you're saying that we're both right. I'm saying absolutely I'm right, and you're completely wrong. You know, I like a glass of wine sometimes. Ask me what my favorites are. All right, what's... What, what are your favorite wines? Red. Oh, red. A nice red wine. What a vague what response. Red. What do you mean? Does that have to do with Santa? Sounds like you're trying to get out of this Santa. Classic deflection, and it's something I learned. Oh, you're calling even... yourself out on deflection. You're, showing, you're not showing even, your hand. You're not even letting it work. Let me just say that is this pick on Neil deGrasse Tyson day? No, well, I, I no, think this you're is not the real really? Neil deGrasse Tyson anyway. Yeah, I think this is I wish we actually had Neil deGrasse Tyson day. <laughs> oh yeah, I should have looked closer into this Neil's tweets. This I think this is some sort of parody slash super fan account. I think red wine's the best wine. That's the top pinned tweet. That's right. That's right. <laughs> And, uh, it proves hardly proves that I am the real article. Oh, and almost every other tweet just says, I wish I was the real Neil deGrasse Tyson. <laughs> that, hey, just because I say that doesn't make it tr- untrue that I am not. No, looking well, back, gotta, that isn't that honest, Some of the things he's saying kind of make sense, though, to me. So, I mean, Are you he, persuaded? Well, I'm not what? persuaded, but I'm just saying, you Thank know, you, he's, yeah, I'm Thank just you, saying he's, We're here he's, with a common spirit and goal to help you in your Well, life. you know, he, he said, you know, maybe I, I need to pick what I'm trying. I think what the fake or whatever Neil deGrasse Tyson is trying to say is I need to find something to focus on. I can't I can't just sort of be so vague in life. I should choose something and, and find a passion in it. Is that what you're trying to That's say? That's right. Exactly. What an incredible takeaway. And it's exactly what I was trying to impart. Uh, physicist Hertzsprung and Russell devised a scheme to try chart the stars in our sky. So too should you dig deep and enunciate every word properly, but also find something inside of you that you can put out into the world that others will look at for years, maybe eons to come. That's That's a really tall order, man. Yeah. Well, we've been doing it for eons. Look at Galileo Galilei. What about him? (laughs) Discoverer of the four moons of Jupiter. There are more now, but they are visible to the naked eye. What? what I, okay. I haven't understood one thing this guy said <laughs> this whole time. I feel like he's really been mixing fact and fiction in a way that is hard to suss out. Well, it's a good thing this is being recorded. Yeah. It's, that I is can't... true, though. He did, he did discover the, the, the four moons of Jupiter. Galileo did? Yes, he did. The Galilean yeah. moons, some 400 years ago. Huh. It's true. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Okay. I mean, we can check that. it, obviously, but yeah. Well, I think we've learned a valuable lesson, is that uh, which is um, 
even when you set out to hire the real Neil deGrasse Tyson and fail, sometimes from the mouths of imposters comes important uh, truths. And you'll never know who I really am. I mean, what I meant to say was the telescope is such a great invention. Yeah, it is. Yeah, that's what you meant to say. <laughs> we'll never. We'll and never since we're living out. in a cartoon, we'll never be able to. <laughs> Latch on to the first half of that aborted sentence, so your secret's safe, I guess. <laughs> well, all I, all, I just, I gotta be honest. I'm just saying, like this, this hasn't been so bad, you know. I feel pretty good. Yeah, I feel like this was, a, this was actually kind of a helpful thing. I, I expected it to be a big waste of my time, but oh. uh, maybe it's the haircut. I don't know, but I, I feel better than I did when we started this podcast. Oh, that's wow. nice. So, Excellent. I, yeah. Great. So Excellent. thank you, uh, fake. Neil deGrasse Tyson. You're very welcome. Um, I'm, I'm amazed that you actually paid. For, you didn't pay for the ticket, did you? Did you pay for the plane ticket? No, that, and I should have tracked that as something uh, a little bit suspicious, which is him saying, uh, I'll be there in two hours. <laughs> I don't think he lives outside of Toronto. Yeah. I'm pretty okay. sure I've seen this guy rambling outside of uh, Dundas no, 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 Square. No, 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 no. I don't H&M. know anything about Dundas Square. I don't know that H&M, but I do know <laughs> that they do have supersonic planes. And uh, maybe I got on one of those. Who knows? Yeah, yeah, maybe no, I think did. I have. Who knows? I, maybe the tomato juice story makes a lot more sense now. The fact that that just made abs like did not the yeah. track Excuse at me? all. That's right. Yeah. Mm. Well, you know, but he was right about the Galileo thing. Well, so. at least we don't have to worry about him getting home. Or actually, we have to worry about that so much more. Speaking of science and space, did you know that I used to work for uh, uh, NASA, Andy? You worked for NASA. In a songwriter capacity. I wrote their jingle. I wrote. Na- a- I didn't know NASA had a jingle. NASA briefly ex- uh, experimented with the idea of having a jingle. Because they were, they were trying to promote themselves a bit more, you know, against the Ruskies. So they wanted to, uh, you know, big it up. Big it all up. The, the, oh, yeah, so the jingle race. That was, one, uh, that was a thing. There was, was a space gr- race, and then there was the jingle the race. The great jingle race during the Cold War. Yeah. Which Kennedy encouraged. He would always say, uh, I want a jingle that these Ruskies won't know uh, what to do with themselves about. He's had a Canadian accent. Oh, yeah. yeah. Hey, come on. I'm John F. K. And uh, these are my brothers. And we're all going to die soon, I bet. Or in one way or another. Oh, I hope not, though. But, you know, it's something I'm, I'm saying it. So maybe it'll come true. That's, you know, everyone quotes. Everyone quotes. That's the famous John F. Kennedy quote. That's Honestly, he does not get enough attention as something he said in public during a press conference. Yeah. It's like, funny that those clips, that's, that's not the clip that comes out a lot. I mean, I've never seen that clip. I know, because it got buried because it was during the Bay of Pigs deal. So it was like everyone was so worried about the Russians and the Bay of Pigs and the missiles and like World War Three uh, or whatever starting. But uh, yeah, he just laid that in there and everyone was like, we're going to come back to that, but we got to focus on this, but we're definitely going to come back to that. And then they all forgot it. Pre-internet. So. Um, that, what, what's the jingle, Dad? So I wrote a jingle for NASA. Uh, I actually wrote a few. Um, okay. And uh, they toyed with the idea. So uh, the first one was, um, this was, I'll never forget it. It was, um, year of the moon landing was, as we all know, 1969. Uh, it was the summer of, you know what I mean? Yeah. And uh, so this is one that I wrote in 1968. Oh, okay. As a young, young boy, as a teen boy. I wrote a, a jingle for NASA, and it went like this. It went, um, hey there, Ruskies, come and get it. You can't compete with our boys at NASA. We're gonna get to the moon. Yep, we're gonna get up there soon. I hope that it's made of cheese. Oh, please, oh, please. I love cheese. <laughs> 
So sort of, uh, this is at a time when um, NASA was sponsored by Armstrong Cheddar Cheese. It, they had a sponsor. NASA was poorly funded, so they had uh, briefly brought in a cheese sponsor. So they asked me to write but a But they jingle. knew it wasn't made of cheese, obviously, at the time. Nobody had landed on the moon yet. No yeah, one was but sure. They, they knew it wasn't made of cheese. No one was sure. No one was sure. No one was 100% sure yet. They thought, well, maybe, even though... So they, there, were, there were some people in... Scientists who thought, perhaps, it could be cheese. Everyone, Something that is everyone, made by humans. Everyone was like, we are 99% sure it's not made of cheese, but we've never been. That was like the Even NASA. though cheese is not a naturally forming thing. That was the company line at the time. They were like... Everyone was like, is it made of cheese? And the scientists would be like, no. And they'd be like, are you sure? And the scientists would go... Okay, we're like mostly sure it's not made of cheese. What was the next one, Deb? What was the next so one? I, so, that, so then they lost their cheese sponsor. Yeah. So then I had to write them a new jingle. This was only a few months before the moon landing happened. Okay. Early, early 1960s. How did they lose their cheese sponsor? Armstrong pulled out. Okay. <laughs> so, was it because the scientists finally actually said, look, it's definitely not made of cheese? No, but they made a statement where they were like, we're very... Armstrong wanted them to say we're 50% sure it's not made of cheese, but it might be. And NASA, NASA refused to go that far. They're like, we can take it down to 98, but that's as low as we're willing to go. And then Armstrong got furious and they pulled out. So, um, so this, so I wrote a second jingle and NASA had to rebrand a little bit and it was, um, my least favorite color is red and I hope all those communists end up dead. But another thing that I hope for is getting up to the moon and I hope I can get there soon and I'm fairly certain it's not made of cheese, but who knows? Who knows? Who knows? Who knows? It might be made of cheese. It might be. Wait a second. Wait, I thought Armstrong had already pulled out by this point. This was when they were trying to woo Armstrong back. Okay. They were rebranding as a company that desperately needed a sponsor. And Armstrong was still the most willing participant. They were just upset. All right. You want to hear the third two? Yeah, please. Tell me the third one. The third is one it was che- does so... It, does it have to do with cheese? Guaranteed no. Guaranteed, guaranteed no. You're guaranteeing me it's not. That huge... It's not that thing where you say no and then at the end you do cheese. This was a celebratory jingle okay. after NASA had, after they'd landed on the moon. Got it. And they, and, they, uh, and they had delivered a message to the world. It was you know, one small step for man. One giant leap for mankind. And then his mic sort of cuts out. But what you can hear if you like hear the footage really closely, he goes, and uh, just so everyone knows, it's not cheese. It's like a rock. <laughs> it's it's just like a rock. Yeah, okay. It's, it's what we all assumed, but <laughs> this, is, this verifies it. <laughs> and uh, anyway, so that, that news was out, and then NASA just wanted sort of a celebratory jingle. To like um, say we got there first, so I wrote that, and it went. Um, oh my goodness! Would you look at that? We're on the moon. We're the coolest cats, and the Russians aren't here because they got too busy <gasps> failing to do what we do. Ooh, those Russians don't know the half of it. We've been good at this forever. The Russians are only good at one thing: sucking my dick. Okay. 
Hey there, put your big red lips around my N-A-S-A dick. I'm from NASA and I'm on the moon and here's a spoon. You can put that in your mouth and suck my dick. And did I say spoon? Because I'm a dick. It's my big old wonky donkey ronky monkey Neil Armstrongky monkey junky donkey buzz all drinksky pinksky linksky suck it good. Suck it good. That was wonderful. They paid you for that. They paid you. Did they? Was that just spec? Did you? That one I, I submitted on spec. Yeah, I figured that. <laughs> and NASA informed me that they would not be using it. Yeah. <laughs> but I did submit it to the Armstrong Cheese Company, and they paid me $100 so they could play it at their company Christmas party. So something we like to do is give our wonderful intern, Everardo, a shot at... Um, you know, being a voice on the airwaves himself as part of the internship program. So every episode, we like to give Everardo here a little chance to, um, I don't know, to play a little game or run a little exercise or whatever you want to do. So, Ev, take it away. Yeah. All right. Uh, so this is a game. Um, I thought it could maybe help you, Andy, um, in your career. Um, it's called What's That About? And basically, we'll we'll find a, a show or movie that you haven't seen, and we'll get you to guess about what it what it's about and talk, make up a plot. Okay. I think this would help because you know you're you're trying to get into the or get you know more work in the film industry. I this is a creative exercise. Yeah, so it's you got to know exercise. like what's out there. What are all people right. talking about? Are we all about? playing? Are all of us playing? We could all play. I mean, sure. Great. Great. Yes. Oh. Oh. I, I see. Know. So it's not so much a creative exercise. It's like it's it's uh, we're we're testing Andy's knowledge of his chosen field. Yeah. So I like, see. say Andy, you go into a meeting with someone, like a producer, agent, whatever. Sure. You know, you have small talk, probably talking about what are what are the movies, what are the shows everyone's talking about right now. Yeah. That's, this is something. That's, yeah. That's how all the meetings go. Yeah. 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 That's something I re- I saw in a YouTube comment, and okay. it's probably true. So. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay, anyway, let's, let's so do it, let's, let's, what, We'll try to find something that you haven't seen. Okay. Uh, do you know the show, This Is Us? Do you know that show, Andy? I know the show, but I've never seen it. Okay. Oh, perfect Perfect. Example. Perfect. So, you, yeah. So, what would you think This Is Us is about? I, I assume that it's a sort of a, a cross-section of, of America and sort of very, a very touching and, and funny and heartfelt uh, story about uh, different... Uh, Cultures coming together and intertwining, and uh, and it's a. I think it's serialized. I'm not sure. What a vague yeah response. <laughs> I admire. Like, honestly, I'm impressed. That could be any show or yeah. movie. A cross section of America coming together, and it's touching and funny. Well, all I'm saying is, when you're in these meetings, the more vague you are, the better. That's that's yeah, true. It's very that's good. True. If you want to pitch, 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 pitch broad. And they love it. Neil deGrasse Tyson, uh, what do you think This Is Us is about? Have you seen it? I do. I haven't seen it, but I have heard of it. And I only assume that it's about a group of astrophysicists who yes, decide... Take already it, taken a huge risk. It's an incumbent Huge on, swing on this it's one. It's incumbent on them to figure out the future of to, uh, the savior of our species. And together they say, you know what? This is us. 
Yeah, it's so, on mm. us to. Figure I feel like it you out. don't. You you maybe don't know the difference between a show and a movie. Excuse me, because like a movie, maybe that could be like a single plot. You're saying that would be like the plot of every episode of this show. Why not? Every episode, every, astrophysicists they, they come together. This and, is us. They're like they, we they just, just the same thing. <laughs> yeah. Like, wait, this is this us. Is us. Yeah, every well, episode, every episode, astrophysicists have to solve a new problem to save the world, and, and at the climax, each episode, they come together and say, you know what. This is us. Well, you know, and it writes itself. We've yeah, been working at cross purposes itself. this entire twenty-two minutes. It's but. one of those TV shows where, like, you you know the ending, but you're just excited to watch how they get there. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This is us. The so I think this is us. Is about. Is? I've never seen it either. I would say that um, it's a show about. Uh, every time I hear "This Is Us," I assume that every episode is about someone with cancer and the family's just like getting through it. Oh, yeah, I've never seen. I it think either, there's tragedy in it. It's a very tra- it's a tragic. People it, talk about how much they cry when they the watch. What's the nature of the tragedy? The sun blowing up. Yeah. I do know that actually, that would be yes, all of us. Yes, fake Neil deGrasse Tyson. Every episode, the sun blows up. I do know that there was people a, have a good cry. No, we guy, haven't seen a guy it. That it died. And we don't know how he died, from and it's a flashback. There's from, no sun from exploding. From a solar Neil. flare that happened you know him. And this is you us. know what? Yeah, there's a, there's a death, and then there was a whole thing like, how did he die? I'm not sure. Oh. And then for some reason, like the Super Bowl was a part of it too. That's Everyone's nice. like, oh man, I can't wait to find out how he died. <laughs> I think it was. I don't know. I didn't. I, I it did just, play after the Super Bowl. <laughs> yeah, everyone was so exci- more excited about the guy, like, and that was a part of guy. Justin Timberlake's performance, where yeah, like, he, he had that one he famous lyric, it. where yeah. yeah, he goes like, "And if you don't want to know what happened to This Is Us, turn off your TV for a second, yeah. and then <laughs> he and spoils then it. You mute it or you turn it off. It was then, cancer. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was cancer the, the whole time. You, Why do I think Justin Timberlake is a rapper? Yeah, <laughs> a know? rapper from the eighties. It was cancer the whole time. Now that you mentioned, I'm Justin T. Skibbity bop pop. Skibbity bop bop. I'm Justin T. Hanging out with NSYNC and NSYNC with me. Pop. Pop. Don't uh, don't forget we make the tunes. Uh, how many are there of these ever? ever uh, we, honestly, we could just keep going forever. All right. All right. Well, how, about, how about one more? Okay. Like these are th- we'll do three more. Three more? But they're all like one. For a total of four. This is a quick one. Rule okay. of fours. Rule of Within fours. Within the last year, there was three movies with very similar names. Yeah. So... I, I want you to decipher what each one is about. The okay. three movies are Logan, yep. Lucky, and Lucky Logan. Logan, I think Logan, they all Lucky. came out last year. Logan, Lucky. Logan, Lucky, and Lucky Logan. I thought, I thought the third one was Logan, Lucky. Oh, Logan, Lucky? Yeah. Logan, Logan, Lucky, it could be. and Lucky. One, something like that. <laughs> I know, I know. I, 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 I've never heard of Lucky. Okay, Andy, what were those three movies about? Super quick. I've seen Logan, so Logan's okay. about... Well, Logan. that's an easy one. Yeah, Logan is about Wolverine. It's a dark tale about the uh, like the future of uh, of superheroes. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I've seen, I know that. That one. one's True. fun because it's just like a normal superhero movie, but every time he like stubs his toe, he goes, fuck, I stubbed <laughs> my toe. You know, like he just says, that's fuck. exactly it, yeah. You know, and then he slices people open and you see their guts <laughs> pour out. Like, here's so, a normal superhero movie. Like They're like, we're going to kill you, Logo, Logan. And he goes like, no, you're not. I'm going to kill you. Shling! You know, that's like a normal superhero yeah, movie. Sure. But then in this one, everyone went gaga because he was like, we're going to kill you, Logan. And he's like, no, you're not. I'm going to kill you. Fucking now. You know what I mean? That's he would just not say, fuck. true at all. He would just all. say, fuck a bunch. Oh, my God. That's all he did. That's not He was like, oh, my fucking car won't start. 
And goes, hey, guys. I dealt with adult themes for once. Yeah, you know, like, aging and like what it's like to like. Oh, when yeah. You're, I love that scene when Logan looks into the bathroom Wolverine. mirror and he's like, oh, I'm getting so fucking old. That's not <laughs> what happened. And there's a, there actually was, for once, you could actually use his claws in yeah. a real way, like stabbing through people's heads and stuff. And like, he's like, hey, shut up, bro. I'll stab you through the fucking head, man, oh, you dick. Yeah. You fucking dick. And, they, and then I, uh, the cops the whole time are like, hey, watch your language, Logan. And then Logan goes, what? This language, and then he only raises his middle claw. <laughs> yeah, just the one claw. I remember in the that middle. scene. It was my favorite one. What's the next one? Lucky. Lucky. What's Lucky I've never about seen Andy? This one. I don't know what Lucky's about. I'm assuming it's sort of about a, a sort of maybe a, a, a plucky coming of age teen tale about a, a, a girl hmm. taking no gruff. No gruff. No guff. No guff. Honestly, that's a good guess, no but. It's way off. It's way off. It's, well, it's way oh, off, but no, weirdly I I, close. I think I know what you know it is. What Lucky mean. is like, isn't it kind of a caper movie? Honestly, I, I've never seen it. All right. So, it but I have a caper. It's not a caper. I think you're thinking of Logan Lucky now. All right. I think Fuck. Lucky was right. about a young. I think Lucky was about a young girl, like you said. It's plucky. Don't take no guff, and she's always saying fuck. That's, that's like a it. big thing. And she has claws like, for some reason. She goes to the school, and they're like, "Hey, man, we're gonna bully you." And she goes, "You're not gonna bully me, fucking ever." <laughs> she looks in the mirror and she goes, "Fuck, I'm young." <laughs> All right, fine. Okay, oh, what's the third one? Logan Lucky. What's that one about, Andy? Uh, I think it's probably I don't know. Sounds like it's about two brothers who pull a heist in NASCAR or something like that. Oh, in NASCAR, honestly, in NASCAR? I think right, that's right. sort that's of close. Right, right, right. What's this right. movie called? Lucky Logan. Logan, Logan Lucky. Lucky. Where two right. brothers who pull off a heist during a NASCAR race in North Carolina. I think that's what it's. Uh, I think oh. that's what it's called. Yeah, yeah. And the home, the, the oh. Steven Soderbergh. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he's a friend. He's yeah. a friend. That actually oh, yeah. is what it's about. Well, I just opened up. It's nasty. I really read it. <laughs> you cheated. I so cheated. Why would you cheat? I don't know. Rule of threes. Well, well to be fair, Lucky is about an the old third man. One, change it up. What <laughs> is Lucky about? I'm really curious. A ninety-year-old atheist has outlived and outsmoked his contemporaries. That honestly oh, sounds yes. like the plot of Logan. <laughs> I, That's I, the I plot of Logan. You're right. I remember that. Oh fuck! I wanted to see it too. Oh, he well? just oh. yes, because it's Harry Dean Stanton. He, Final he, film. Oh, his last movie. movie. Yeah. Yeah. The There's that shot in the trailer where he's looking in the mirror and he's like, "Fuck, yeah, that I'm one." So yeah. old. And, and then he's like, out. "Oh, I can't get my claws out." I've outlived <laughs> all my fucking contemporaries. I'm Harry Dean. <laughs> anyway, so I feel I'm like now you're ready for any meeting. Yeah. Any small great. talk, industry talk. Honestly, that you was know great. What, you know what the best thing is about Harry Dean Stanton is that his first two names could be like. Just a guy named Stanton who's a hairy college dean. You know what I mean? What? It's funny. When like I went to the university dean of... Stanton. He's a hairy one. That's right. All of my professors were quite hairy. Um, even even a lot of the women. Do you think hair denotes intelligence? <laughs> what are you doing here? I don't know what you said. What, what, what school did you go to, Neil deGrasse Tyson? Well, for that, you'd have to visit the World Wide Web and all of its wonders. No, I'm asking you as someone who's supposed to know his own backstory. You know, it's interesting. Logan, I did see that. <laughs> yeah, okay. And I didn't see Logan Lucky and until you just read the IMDb. I just thought it was another take on Logan, where all the things that happen, he's very lucky in it. Oh, so just there's no just no movie. tension. There's no tension. No plot. So Patrick Stewart doesn't die, and that second duplicate of him, he kills right away. You've just ruined the movie for people who haven't seen no. Logan. Yeah, you ruined Logan. You know what ruined <laughs> Logan? The script and acting and directing Holy of Logan. Shit, Dad. Here's my impression me? of Logan: a fucking Superman guy <laughs> taking a shit into his toilet, and then the turd before he gets flushed says, says fuck. fuck yeah exactly <laughs> fuck you're, oh, you're yeah. fucking flushing 
fleshing me, dude. Yeah. Dude? Why, dude? <laughs> You're fleshing me all the way down, dude. I can't believe you don't like Logan. Rock and roll. Rock and roll. <laughs> all so, right. Someone's swimming in the ocean afterwards. They say, oh, is that a fucking turd? <laughs> Logan's <laughs> shit and everyone's shit. You're all shit. Neil deGrasse Tyson is the only real one among us and he's a fraud. So Bless what does that heart. tell you? Bless your heart. Thank you so much. It's like a plot of a Don DeLillo novel. I stand by it. Oh, oh nice, thing nice to say. Nice I stand nice. by yeah. it. Postmodernism. Very, very, very right. postmodernism. Postmodern. It's true, wasn't it? it? Wasn't he like sort of? The... I think so. Yeah, yeah. he was in there. I think yeah. Well, Neil, mm. it's been such a delight having you. Thank you so much. Any last thoughts you want to impart? Anything you want to promote? Um, everyone, go to Netflix and watch Cosmos, where I am the narrator, and I'm in it as well on the ship of the imagination, where I take you from here to. Infinity, basically. And is there anything you want to promote uh, from your real life where you aren't pretending to be this more successful man? Uh, come to the Hayden Planetarium in New York City where I am the director um, and just come and enjoy the universe and all the stellar <laughs> wonder that we offer there. Okay. And maybe it'll inspire you to become a scientist. If uh, you were in right. Toronto yeah. and there was a comedian that you wanted to see, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. is there anyone that you could think of that you would really like to see? Well, that's funny. While I was here, I did see Atom Agoyan, <laughs> and I love Famed his name. Com- <laughs> because it has the word atom in it. Yes. I think that's so precious. And uh, chill, parents out there, name your kids after quirks and quarks and Higgs bosons and yeah. things of this nature. Parents out there, name your kids after science-based CBC radio shows. <laughs> there we quirks go. Quirks and quarks. And... There we go. Um, but yes, um, I have been uh, uh, active on Twitter and YouTube and these things, and I did come across one individual who I oh, really, I really who do like. Be? Who would that be? And let me just say, Sarah Polly is such a wonderful oh, Canadian yeah. right. uh, artist who <laughs> I think should cast Chris Sandiford in her next picture. There it is. Uh, there it this is. young man, oh my goodness. I saw him on the subway just twiddling his thumbs. Yeah. And I can tell right away that this person, I walked right up to him. Oh, wow. And, I, and he said, you're Neil deGrasse Tyson, because he could tell. Yeah. Because I'm the genuine article. Right. And mm. um, we got to talking, and I thought that he was just delightful. So if he's a Canadian, let Canadian Sarah Polly, uh, you know, elevate him. Well, and okay. indeed, someone else maybe. So check out uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson and all the places you can find him online, Netflix, his planetarium or whatever. Check That's out, right. uh, I guess... Comedian Chris Sandiford around Toronto and on Twitter. And then if you want to, if you just find yourself walking down the streets of Toronto past Dundas Square, uh, you might run into fake Neil deGrasse Tyson uh, pretending he's elsewhere, um, presumably using his phone to operate a very uh, transparently fake Twitter account. That's nice. Yeah, that's cr- I mean, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. not objecting to it. And that's not fine. objecting to that at all. <laughs> Um, that was very nice though well worded thank you very much uh, on behalf of uh, Everardo and our producer Stefan I want to say goodbye Andy looking so good do you feel nice. like you got a lot out of um... I, I did dad thank you very much for this uh, podcast and thank you you're very for, uh, welcome or real Neil deGrasse you're Tyson you're very welcome come um, see me down there at uh, the Dundas Cinema there's a lot coming out. Oh, he's just oh, no, he's just fully owning up to who he really <laughs> so is. So you really are the Dundas Square. Okay, she's the yeah. Dundas. Well, the I'm, in town, oh, I'm in town you. now. I'm in you're town now. I'm in town now. You're the guy who dresses up as Batman at Dundas Square, but you're the guy who does that for Neil deGrasse Tyson well, and asks people for tips to take well, photos with you. Well, look. Uh, you're a cosplay Neil deGrasse Tyson. Well, when I'm as one, uh, maybe I'll only speak as one. So not denying it, but also not 
not yeah, denying him. him character. Andy, do you have a, do you feel like you're creatively inspired to go and make a movie after all of this? Well, no, but uh, I do feel oh. better. I, 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 yeah, What's I'm your next movie going to be, Andy? Produced by me. What's uh, your next movie? Produced by fake Neil deGrasse Tyson. What's it going to be? Tell us. The viewer, the listeners want to know. What what next movie? What's the next movie yeah. going to be based uh, on this are you conversation? Make a superhero movie. Are yeah. you going to make a superhero movie? Which one? Uh, I don't. I, I don't know. Uh, uh, Superman, probably. <laughs> all right, there you have it. <laughs> make it the next. Superman. I'm going to make Whoa, Superman. The yellow. Awesome. I want to make Superman. Okay, we played out the string long enough. Thanks for listening. And come back next time for more stories and interviews with people who want to help out. My gorgeous Oh my goodness, would you look at that? We're on the moon, we're the coolest cats. The Russians aren't here because they got too busy failing to do what we do. Ooh, those Russians don't know the half of it. We've been good at this forever. The Russians are only good at one thing. Suck dick. Hey there, put your big red lips around my N-A-S-A dick. I'm from NASA and I'm on the moon and here's a spoon. Put that in your mouth and suck my dick. And did I say spoon? Cause I'm a dick. It's my big ol' wonky donkey, runky, monkey, meal, arms, donkey, monkey, donkey, donkey, buzz, all drinks, keep things, keep